for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices. Friday night, 6 o'clock. It's time for the happiest happy hour in San Francisco and beyond because we're bringing you funniest comedians, or at least the ones that are here right now. We have 25 comedians lined up for you tonight, and I love every single one of them, but especially the 18. They're going to take 20 flyers for me and disseminate them around San Francisco for the event next weekend. It's Noise Pops Block Party uh, next Saturday. 8.20, we're going to have events from 10 in, 10 in the morning till 10 at night, and so thanks for agreeing to take those flyers. All right, it's happy hour. If you haven't been here before, you will soon learn that the sets are four minutes long. At three minutes, you'll hear a horn. That means you have a minute. doesn't mean you have to wrap up. It just means you have a minute, but we all know what a minute sounds like. That's why I do a horn, because it's the radio, and you can't, you can't cheat it, friends. Uh, one person, you can't cheat. But that, see, I just I try to make things work sometimes, and they don't. I'm, you know, the shitty host. Uh, but your first comedian is not. He hosted a couple weeks ago here on a Friday and did an admirable job. Hey, he's going to make you guys laugh right now. Put your hands together. It's Cole Chapman! So many... Am I getting feedback already? Yeah. I can't sing like Jersey Boys, so I'm just going to move these here. Okay, hello. How's it going, everybody? All, here's the feedback. Yep, it's happening already. Oh, boy, Pam, how do I stop this? I just point them away. Is that how it works? It's not, it seems like it's making it worse. Oh, that's a, that's a wise idea. Yeah, turn the mics off. I don't know which mic you're talking into because you never actually talk into a mic because you keep it down by your chest. Put it by your mouth and start talking, and then I can figure out which one you're... That's the one. Okay. Yeah, it's the one. Yeah. All right. Woo, we figured it out. I'm going to leave this up here for confusion's sake. Okay. How's it going, everybody? Yeah, thank you for coming here instead of the final, uh, apparently final Broad City show down at, uh, I know... Uh, which got out of control, by the way. <laughs> I don't know if you realize, apparently you can't just name a comedy show after like an established, like popular thing, and they just put comedy show and it'll work out. <laughs> apparently it's not, not a great thing to do. Uh, but guys, uh, I got a new open mic coming out. It's called Louis C.K. Live. <laughs> Come on down. It's going to be great. He's not at all affiliated. <laughs> but God damn it, it's going to put asses in seats, though, we're talking about. Uh, where are my white people at? <laughs> Everybody except you, my friend? Yeah, okay. See, this is what I like. I've asked that question like three times this week, and I first, the first one was like, woo, and I was like, stop. And the second one was like, eh, and then this one was just a complete silence. <laughs> like, you guys are the, you, you're the right type of pumped for, to be white at this point in time. Um, anybody here use answers.com? White people, of course. 
Ancestry.com. Do you know what Ancestry.com is? Yeah. You dig back into your horrible history as a person on this earth. No, he is. Anybody do this? You did? You find out anything cool? Yeah, big old family tree. Big old family tree. Old, yeah. You get you. Is it problematic family tree or? Yeah, like just George Washington. Like, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, I don't use Ancestry.com because, like, as a white straight male comedian in 2016, I have like enough white guilt as is. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need to go into like my family's attic and like rifle through some like white guilt files. You know, and be like, mm, here we go, and like live my life bummed out about that. You know what I mean? I don't get why white people do that. It's just like not like you're setting yourself up to fail. You did it, but it was probably a good time. But like. Like, I never met my grandparents, but I know they're from Virginia and Missouri. Uh, and I can connect the dots on this one, you know? I'm like, I don't need to, like, there's probably some shit down there. Like, much of the same way that I'm not gonna, you know, climb through my parents' closet and start, like, and, like find an unmarked VHS tape and, like, throw that in the VCR. Like, hmm, what's on here? Maybe some old reruns of this old house. It's like, no, it's probably my parents banging away. I don't need to see that. I don't need to, ignorance is bliss on this one, you know what I mean? Look at my white people. Speaking of white people, uh, me. Uh, a lot of people sometimes relate me to just being like looking like white, like a million white celebrities, uh, which is nice. But I don't know if I look like a white celebrity. I think I just look like the unsuccessful younger brother to like a million white celebrities. You know what I mean? Like nobody wants to talk to the younger brother. You know, no one wants to, unless you're what Jordan Rogers or whatever the guy who just won the Bachelorette. Still, no one. Everybody hates that guy. Like, like no one believes me except I could just walk into any place and be like, "Hi, I'm C.J. Novak." And we're like, "All right, close enough. Yeah, that's fine." Like, the only thing I can get away with it, like, is like I could just walk into any Gap store, like, steal a nice blue polo shirt, and just like fade into the crowd, like, blend in, and no one will be any of the wise. They're like, "Where'd he go?" They all look the same. You know what I mean? No, I don't either. Hmm. Oh well. What's we gonna talk about? A friend of mine came up to me the other day. He had a, he had a weird uh, admission. Pam, you can honk that horn. There you go. Uh, he was like, hey, man, I just learned a new move. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, new fuck move. I was like, all right, stop you right there. They're gross. But like, where did you learn this? Did you like come up with it on your own? Or like, what? Like, because good sex is like improv, right? You can't like plan for that shit. You're going to fuck it up, right? But he was like, no, man, I learned it from porn. And I was like, no. No, you shouldn't ever learn anything from porn. Like, like, porn nowadays is so crazy, I feel like they should start it off with, like, the jackass logo. It's like a skull with two crutches, you know? It's just like, like, we're going to be fucking, and, like, spitting on bitches' faces, like, throw them in the wall. Like, there's, like, a lot of weird shit going on. Like, the one thing you should do when watching porn uh, is not learn from it. You know what I mean? Turn your brain off. You don't need that. Well, we're going. You know what I mean? It's gross. Uh, what else are we doing? Oh. There's a lot of TV going on these days. Uh... A friend of mine came up to me the other day. He was like, hey, man, you catch up on Game of Thrones? I was like, yeah. He was like, well, what do you think is going to happen to Sansa? I was like, what do you mean? He was like, you think, she, you think she's going to make it to the end of season seven? Uh, and I was like, dude, I, personally, I don't think this conversation, or damn it. <laughs> personally, I don't think this friendship's going to make it to the end of this conversation. Uh, my interest died in episode one of this conversation. Uh, I hate it, and I want to end it. But guys, you know, that was okay. That was, that was fine. All right, I got to go. Thank you. You've been great. Bye. Chapman, and by the way, Sansa's gonna be the queen of everything. Fuck Daenerys Targaryen. I just say dragons are for shit. It's all about winter, okay? Uh, your next comedian, I'm, I'm making that up. Sansa's clearly gonna die. I mean, duh. Like, come on, they don't let the red-haired kids live. 
Your next comedian, I haven't seen him in way too long, so I am so happy that he is here with us tonight. He is ready to make you laugh. You guys are in for a treat. Put your hands together for Kevin Winningham. What you Okay, this one's closer to my height. Thank you. Uh, you know, I, I do have a giant family tree with all the bios, but if I, if, they're like, if I find anything that my ancestors did that was bad, I just change it in the bio. That's it. You know, I have like 300 ancestors who all freed the slaves. It's amazing. <laughs> I come from amazing people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just don't do any research on that, please. Thank you. Uh, okay. Um... Has, in, has anyone here been so mad that they wanted to kill somebody? Yeah. I mean, it's almost like a trick question. There's like everyone always says, so you would you'd want to kill somebody? Yeah. Okay, did you do it? Just, okay, good. So what you're feeling the audience out, you know. Uh, I've never been so mad that I would, you know, want to kill somebody, but I have been mad enough where I, like, could say, choose when they die. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I'm not so mad where I could, like, run over somebody in a bus but I could say, you know, choose the day they forget to look both ways. That's all I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, I am not a murderer, but I can yell out, January 6th, 10 a.m., make it happen. Uh, I'm not a violent guy. I am not. Like, if I were in a bar or something, you know, and I, like, bumped into some big-ass dude, scary dude, and he's like, you want to take it outside, motherfucker? I'd be like, fuck yeah, because that's where my car is parked. That's where I'm fucking going. Uh... Mount Everest, huh? That's a thing, right? That's my second one. Uh, anyone anyone want to climb Mount Everest? Oh, you pussies. There's only people dying every year trying to do it. Do you know there people die every year trying to climb Mount Everest, and the conditions are so bad, it's so cold, they leave the bodies there. They do. So you can imagine you're climbing up Mount Everest, and you look down, and you see a frozen dead body, and you think to yourself, oh, my God. Another free Swiss watch. <laughs> oh shit, I already have like 10 on this arm. A wedding band here. Can I make it up the mountain with all this extra weight? Fuck yeah, I can. Let's go, Sherpa. Break it off. Break it. I'm just saying it's like, you know, at that point, finders, keepers, losers, weepers, I don't know. Um, J okay, let's try this. Jay Z, huh? Yeah, heard? Okay. A guy, he raps. Uh, <laughs> you could tell, like, oh, this guy must really know a lot about Jay-Z. <laughs> Clearly an expert. I heard he speaks quickly in rhymes. Um, he, you know, he, he raps, I've got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one, right? I think his real problem is he counts his problems. He's up to 99, for Christ's sakes. You know, that's a little excessive. Does, like, Beyonce know she's married to, like, the rain man of problems? You know, like, 403, no Tupperware in the pantry. It's like, whoa. Shut down the spreadsheet, buddy. You got OCD. You're doing just fine. Uh, okay, let's, um, what else? Oh, thank you. That's good. Um, okay, uh, I'll end with this. I went on a date a little while ago. Um, this is true. Uh, it's a very San Francisco date. I went on this date, and in the beginning of the date, the woman told me that she was female presenting. She said, I'm presenting myself as a female, just to let you know. Like, yeah, no shit. That's how I asked you out. I thought it was a little bit excessive, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you already look like a female, you don't have to say you're female presenting. 
right? Like, I don't go around telling people I am douchebag presenting. You know, like within two seconds of meeting me, you're like, eh, kind of a douchebag. You know, it's like, and now you might think, well, was I biologically born a douchebag? Or did I take douchebag hormone supplements? I take the supplements. Yeah, baby. Thanks, Oprah. Okay, that's enough for me. Thanks. You don't understand. Evan Whittinghill is not a douchebag. Plus, I sort of, like, disagree with the whole misogynist thing that something that would clean your vagina that you wouldn't need anyways would be a man. That would be weird, wouldn't it? Because a man's penis actually can clean your vagina. And what I say is right when you start your period, if you have sex without a condom or with a condom if you want, it really makes it all come out easy. Like, you'll, your period will last three days instead of five. What I'm saying is if you do some hard fucking on the first day, it's like they are a douchebag. Yeah, it's, you are... We, it's, I mean, I guess that's the only way it's appropriate for a man to be a douchebag is if he's flushing you out at the beginning of your period. Your next comedian will probably never do that because he lives in his car right now. We're trying to get him a place to live. It's hard to have sex with ladies in your car. It's hard. I mean, because ladies, maybe like 18-year-olds, but ladies, not so much. He is a man, though, and he's a great guy and a funny person. You're going to love him. Brady Holt! I'm Brady Holt. Is it this one? Sure. Yeah, that's what I thought. <sighs> there we go. I, uh, I have been a red-winged warrior, whatever you want to call it, someone willing to go down on a woman while she's on her period. I'll do it. Why not? Just a little blood. I've cut my knee before. Whatever. I don't know. It's all the same. Anyway, back to... Comedy at hand. I'm Brady Hold. Because that's hilarious. I, uh, I do live in my car. No ladies want to join me in my car. Even though I try to rename different parts of my car by what I think would be more appetizing. Like, this isn't a trunk. It's my bedroom. <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't a passenger seat. It's the changing room. Uh... <laughs> There's an Arjun. He's coming in here. <laughs> I smoked him out once with my favorite strain, Chem Dog. He's a regular Chem Dog millionaire. <laughs> yeah! Brady Hold living in his car. It's great stuff. I can park anywhere I want after dark, but I gotta be out before it's light, so I got a bit of a carfew, if, if you will. I uh, I was thinking of making some money with my car, not doing Uber. Everyone's doing that. I was going to put it on Airbnb. That's right. Airbags and breakfast. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Hit the drive-thru, get breakfast all day. Where are you from? Where? Reno. I could be from Reno if I just parked my car there. It's the beauty. It's the beauty of being from anywhere. It's great stuff. I, uh, you know, I, I was thinking that there are echelons of the homeless because, you know, I'm basically one step away from being homeless. Like, if I just open up my car door and stepped outside, I'm pretty much homeless. I worry about locking my keys inside every day. Like, it's my biggest fear. Like, there's the, obviously the guy on the street, and then there's me in the car, and I've noticed, like, the next level up is people who can like stand up in a van or a bus or something, or maybe an RV or take a shower, you know? And then I'm like, you know what? Fuck the system. It's really all about sleeping. If you don't need to sleep, 
You could just stay up forever, just do a bunch of meth, okay? I'll sell my car if I don't need to sleep, get like, what, three days worth of meth? I can't do meth math. Um, and then when I run out of that meth, go to a cop, be like, I'm out of meth, <laughs> can I have some? And then they'll put me in jail, homelessness problem solved. And then uh, next thing you know, I'll be getting massages from my roommate and butt stuff. Uh, and uh, I, uh, you know, so much fun stuff's been going on since I've been living in the car. I've even been trying to, you know, eat healthy, been also having a little dietary fiber supplement, you know, when I eat a little Metamucil for my poops. And uh, I've also been meditating a lot recently, trying to find some spiritual enlightenment, some wisdom, you know. So I've got some uh, meditation for my chakras and some metamucil for my shitras. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you. I was a uh, comedy. Chakras and shitras. It is specific. I bet you know more about chakras than our next comedian. Uh, even though he's part of the Desi Fest 2016, a great show. You guys should look him up. Uh, he's hilarious young guy. Runs an open mic every other Thursday at OVO in Berkeley slash Oakland. It's Oakland's variant, but it's right near Berkeley, whatever. By the uh, Berkeley Ashby Bart Station. Uh, funny guy, put your hands together. Arjun Banerjee. <laughs> How's everybody doing? We all ready to distribute these 25 flyers to six of our friends? Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Still basically at no eight people who aren't in comedy. But that, you know, no, I'll do my best. Maybe let's give them out to strangers. I can do that. Yeah, okay. It sounds fun. Uh, so I'm an amazing boyfriend. Like, I'm not very, like, I'm not good at a lot of, like, I'm not good at, like, the listening to her or the caring for her needs, or the sex stuff. Like, I'm not good at any of that bullshit. But I'm still an amazing boyfriend because I am incredible at promising to change. Sure. Like, Jesus Christ. Anyway, I'm, my girlfriend left me recently because uh, she was like, you know, he said he'd be less shitty, but last night he called me crying after I took too long to respond to his I love you texts. So, maybe he's... Here's some advice to anyone who's thinking about sending a text to their significant other at 3 a.m. No question will ever, it's, ever answer itself better than, I'm not needy, right? Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I was actually, like, I, 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 I thought of myself as a romantic, but it turns out I'm just a very selfish romantic. Like, I'd think to, I, it'd basically be like this, like, oh my God, I love you so much. We're gonna be together for our entire lives and I will never, ever pay for your dinner. Like, one time, we went out to get burritos and I bought two burritos and then ate both of them. <laughs> uh, while talking to a stranger about sports. Uh, I felt, yeah, no. Um, yeah, those, the first, the first, in her words, my love would be like, I love you so much, never leave me. Which isn't funny, okay. That was just a, just a that was a direct quote from something she said to me, so maybe I keep that off stage. 
Um, oh, it's permanently on Muni Radio. 2,000 listeners a fucking week. Who believes that? I don't. Uh, um, uh, but if you, yeah, no, cool. Um, she did, she did, one of the things she said to me after she broke up with me, she, th- she says I'm misogynist because I was an asshole to her, but I treat my male friends like that too, you know? <laughs> So, like, I'm not a sexist asshole, I'm just a regular asshole, you know? Like, I'm not Donald Trump, I'm Hillary Clinton. (laughs) Boom. 2016 election, done. I solved it. Um, No, I'm still gonna obviously vote for Hillary. I, I feel like... Hillary deserves like a golf clap just for not being terrible. Like that's, that's where we're at right now as a country. Um, no, I did like to think of myself as not a misogynist. I used to think of myself as a feminist. Like I did all the good feminist thing. Like every single morning I would wake up, burn a bra at my altar of Gloria Steinem and Judith Butler. But then I realized I'm not an act. I wasn't, I did some looking, inner searching, realized, you know what, I'm not a feminist. I'm a second thought feminist. Okay? Because if I see a beautiful woman, my first thought would be, oh my god, that ass. My second thought would be, Arjun, she's a person. Okay? Respect her. If I see a really sexy Asian woman, my first thought will, will be, <laughs> I feel really bad about this, but I thought it in the car on the way here, so I'm going to fucking do it. And then I'm, I'm closing on this, because I'm, I'm probably running light. Okay, first thought when I see an Asian woman who's really sexy, I'm like, damn, I'd like to give her... I'd like to give her my ring-a-ding-a-ding-ding-ding-ding-dong. Boom, and my second thought would be, not only is that incredibly sexist and incredibly racist, but way too well thought out for that to be my actual first thought. (laughs) Anyways, uh, my name's Arjun Banerjee. Thank you very much. And I... Some people hate Indian people, but everyone hates women. Yay! Arjun Banerjee, yay! Uh, your next comedian also, I'm sure, has a lot of stigma attached to him because he's covered in tattoos. He's a colored person. That's exactly what he is. He has multiple colors on him. Really pretty bright colors. Put your hands together. It's Theo Hall! Jesus Christ, surrounded by mics. Um, Pam, can you hire a tweaker to like just put some tinfoil on the windows? I, I feel like we're just doing comedy and there's too much sunlight in here, all right? And it's uncomfortable and we're all saying some weird shit and we just need a tweaker, all right? To just I'll, I'll throw in on it, all right? I'll throw in on it. Because right, it's weird, man. It's weird doing comedy and it being so fucking bright because it's just we all say some weird shit. Sometimes like... It's like a lot of you guys are in here are comedians, you know, and I feel like our job as comedians is to take the audience on a ride and guide them towards laughter. And then sometimes I feel like my jokes show up in a windowless van and everybody's just like, yeah, we're not going to get in the car. And I'm like, no, seriously, there's candy. If you just get in the car and like, yeah, seriously, we have Uber and we don't mind paying the extra money. So can you stop? Um, but yeah, it's good. It's it's good to uh, start your day off with this mic, you know, break a little sweat, talk about whatever the fuck, hear a horn, and then pretend it didn't happen, all right? But I swear to God, I will hand out the flyers, okay? Um, what else, man? I'll talk about cats, because Pam's here. That was... 
I, I'm glad we figure out how to end periods two days earlier, all right? Uh, one thing Pam forgot to mention, a little asterisk by that, she does work with kids, okay? And... Uh, Fuck yeah, I used to work with kids and then I got what are you doing? What are you what are you taking a picture of? <laughs> you move from over there to over there and you're homeless. I like when I like when Brady talks about spirituality, you know? It just every comment should be like, I live in my car and uh Yeah, and I saw Buddha one night walking by uh, at three in the morning. Oh, okay, that's a nice picture. You can send it to my mother, you know, please. Um yeah, uh, yeah, man. I uh, I haven't talked about this in a while. I saw um, I saw a lady with cats in a stroller uh, once, and um, and I want her. Let me explain this to the people who are having normal thoughts. She had three three cats in one human stroller, and uh, I want her to be my sensei and teach me about life because I guarantee you she doesn't know what the fuck an alarm clock is. All right, that bitch has never freaked out. She doesn't have anything to freak out about. All right, she doesn't give a fuck. Okay, she's saving money on mints and toothpaste because it doesn't matter, all right? Because let me tell you something about cat food. It's the only food that smells worse before you shit it out, all right? That cat ladies, they fucking figured it out, man. Stress-free life. They pick the only animal that is independent. If they ever want to give up the cat lady thing, they just walk away. They don't have no strings attached, all right? They don't even have to have that uncomfortable breakup conversation. Anyway, I think about that cat lady all the time, all right? Because I think I'm going to end up with a cat lady by default, all right? By default, that's going to be the only person that um, that uh, you should make, instead of a horn, make it a queef. Can you do that, Pam, for my set? Maybe you queef like a clown horn. Um, I think about that cat lady all the time. It's just like, what? What's going on with her? I want to dissect her brain. You know what I mean? Like, does she ever walk by like a baby store and just like look in there and just be like, holy shit, those cat transporters are on sale. I might go in there, <laughs> buy one of those cat transporters, up it to six cats and freak more people the fuck out, which is something I just want to do with my life. Just freak some fucking people out. All right, everybody. Hand out those flyers and give it up for Pam. Thank you. still don't know if he loves cats or hates cats. It's hard to tell from that scent. Uh, I love cats, and I, whenever my cat goes on to the great beyond, may it never happen, may Spike live forever, my next cat is going to be a parrot cat. And what I mean by that is that I'm a pirate, and I'm going to have a cat living on my shoulder forever, <laughs> everywhere. I'm going to be that lady. The cat's going to walk down my arm and poop off the side, you know, like into toilets and stuff. Cats are smarter than you think, you guys. My cat high fives. None of you care about this, especially your next comedian, because she hates cats. But I still love her. She runs a great uh, show called Comedy Chopped at the Purple Onion at Kells. Put your hands together, everybody, for Katie Korn! Can I do both? <laughs> yeah! Comedy! <laughs> I've been wanting to do that all night, all night. I'm so excited to be here with you guys. Yay, mutiny. I lied, I don't want to be here. <laughs> Here's the thing, I'm on Pam's show, um, on the showcase, very excited about it. I signed up and I was like, so the, the theme is my parents aren't proud. And I was like, yeah, I'm fucked up for my, by my parents. It's gonna be my show, I'm excited, I'm stoked on it. And then I started writing 
And it got real, real, real depressing. <laughs> Holy crap. Not real funny, just real. So let's just get into it, huh? Pam, I feel like maybe you should have called it like, I used to cut myself and now I do comedy. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, I'm glad you liked that one. I, I told that one to my doctor. He didn't laugh. He didn't laugh. Um, so it's basically less that they aren't proud of me and I'm just not proud of them or proud of like being one of them, right? I, you're, you are who you par your parents are, I am who they made me, whatever, all the things. Uh, we grew up, we grew up, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> parents suck is what, I'm tr is what I'm trying to say. I had, I had the parents that people would say like, oh my God, your parents are so cool, but you don't wanna be that kid who had the cool parents. <laughs> because you just turn out to be a real fucked adult. So that's what I'm working on. I'm really excited about it. Um, what was like the age that you guys realized your parents had no idea what they were doing? 31. 31? That's a little too late, my dear. <laughs> a little bit. I think it was around three for me. Um, here's the thing, I got a gift card for my dad. And I was like, thanks, Pops. I was 21, I got a gift card, and I was stoked on it. And being 21, I went right to the bar, of course, right? So I went to the bar, and I was like, yeah, credit card. It was just a gift card. It had $100 on it, though, so I was like, I've never spent that much money at the bar. So I'm like, you want a shot? You want a shot? I don't even know you. You want a shot? Let's go. I took like 30 people up to the bar. Like, Let's do this. Woo! Got up there, took the shot, gave him my card. They're like, ooh, ma'am, sorry, that's declined. I was like, no, it's a, it's a gift card. I just open it. No, let me just call. Ended up, I only had three cents on it. <laughs> so my dad doesn't know how to give gifts. Or he just used it on speed. Excellent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, he did do that. He uh, ended up not calling me last birthday. Um, I know, so sad. You weren't. Yeah, whatever. Um, so he didn't call me, and it was so sad. But he has, like, six kids. He's, he's in the Navy, so he has a kid, like, on every continent. Or he was in the Navy. And uh, called him. I was like, hey, Pops, you didn't call me for my birthday. No big deal. This was a voicemail, obviously, because he doesn't pick my phone call. And uh, I said, no big deal. Go ahead and just send $500 in emotional damage fees, and we'll just, we'll just call it even, right? Boom. He didn't call me back. He just sent me a Venmo for $200 because he didn't even think 500 could fix it. So that's what that is. Excellent. Um, so now I'm single and I only choose bad men. Thanks a lot, Dad. Awesome. Anyone else choose bad men? Hmm? David? Uh, almost. Well, I'd choose real, real bad men. Like, I could see a guy getting pulled over, getting a DUI, and I'd be like, hey, <laughs> call me. You only got one call. All right. <laughs> Stick around, because at 8 o'clock, you can see her do 10 minutes. It's going to be depressing, but we're going to laugh, and it's going to be awesome. Uh, no, seriously, it is. Uh, it, it did. It does get real, real quick with the parent material. Uh, that's why I'm not a parent. Either is your next comedian. Uh, although I feel like he'd make a really good dad if someone would actually have sex with him. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Stefan Massey. Never be what you really want. Damn it, Pam! You just killed half 
that's my material. This is not the one that works. Okay. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. Okay, cool. They turned it off. They turned it off. Woo! Can you hear me now? Last time I got applause like that, I was telling a heckler to shut the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, so I have Asperger's, um, and uh, I, I've tried to explain it a lot of different ways, uh, but I, I came up with another one today. Uh, having Asperger's is like being given a, a phone with a cracked screen at birth, and everyone else sees it, and they're like, how do you deal with that? But it's all you've ever known. Uh, <laughs> for reasons such as that, I don't prefer to explain my mental conditions uh, just by talking. I like to use the power of song because uh, <laughs> it gets the message across less clearly. Uh, and uh, here's one uh, a couple of you might be familiar with. I got a mental condition that makes it harder to fit in. Small talk at parties is hard, so in the corner I'm sitting. And uh, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Woo, we got one up on the heckler already. Uh, and here's another one I'm considering putting back in the rotation. Let me, let me see how you guys feel about it. Everything is awkward. Everything is weird when you have OCD. Everything is awkward. Is the deal is an SP. That's, it gets a little rough at the end there. It's Aspie, Asperger's, which, you know, as if my explaining it didn't uh, clue you into the fact that I have mental conditions, obviously enough. Uh, <laughs> I was in Long Beach a few weeks ago, uh, and I saw this dude with a truck, and he was carting around one of those scooters that you see people who either have a thyroid condition or they're just overweight and don't want to walk. And, you know... They usually have a kind of funny name, but this one, on the back of it, I could see it just said, Victory. And, and you shouldn't be allowed to call those things anything but a rascal. It doesn't deserve a name more lofty than rascal. <laughs> I love it when they laugh outside, and I'm like half wondering if they're laughing at me or if... I mean, it's probably just... Are the homeless people still out there? I don't know if they're homeless. That's mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, my boss, I've been working in this job about a month and my boss recently found out that I do comedy. Um, I was worried how it happened. We're cleaning out a room and uh, we were dropping off all this crap on the sidewalk to donate to this group and I just hear behind me, hey, no more Werner Herzog. And I'm like, what the fuck? Has, has the comedy mafia come for me? Are they cracking down on my bits? It was Joe Gorman. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was really weird. Um, but anyway, we get back inside, and he's like, and my boss is like, "I didn't know you do comedy. That's unique." And there was a small part of me that really wanted to invite him to an open mic to harshly disabuse him of that notion. <laughs> uh, have you guys heard of this band, uh, Pizza Underground? And not just from me. Uh, <laughs> oh, I didn't finish this last night. I was at Arjun's mic last night, and halfway through this joke, he, he yelled at me saying that I, my car was blocking someone's driveway, uh, so I didn't get to finish it. But they're this band that uh, <laughs> they uh, just do Velvet Underground covers, but they, re they reworked all of them to be about pizza. I saw them open for Harmar Superstar, so this is actually like a legitimate venture as, as a musical act. So I started thinking, you know, about bands that could have overly narrow focuses, uh, and uh, so far I've come up with a few things that I think are winners. We got a Barcade Fire, Whole lot of Chuds, 
uh, Tyler the Cheese Grater, uh, Tom Skates, they might be pie fans, Taylor Lift, like Lift the car service, um, <laughs> Run the Schools, you could like have two dudes be principals or some shit, and uh, this is my favorite so far, Odd Future Wolfgang Puck. Uh, I'm Stefan Massey, thanks. with different foci. Foci would be the term. What is foci? What is the plural of focus, <laughs> Alex Trebek? That's right. I'm an asshole. <laughs> what is Pam Benjamin? There we go. Your next comedian has a wonderful show. Oh, keep it going for Stefan Massey, everybody. Clapping wildly. Stefan Massey, yay! And then yay! Never let anyone give you shit for your Werner Herzog accent. It's spot on. Uh, he, I, I'm sure he was. He was he was mark, remarking on something he remembered of your set. That Joe Gorman doesn't even know any of my jokes, so feel lucky, motherfucker. <laughs> your next comedian has a great new show here on Mutiny Radio every Thursday from 8 to 10. It's called Ask a Divorcee. You're going to love her. Put your hands together. It's Annette Mullaney. Thank you. Hey, guys. Um, so I know I'm dressed like someone's zany aunt decided to become a video hoe late in life. But uh, I'm actually an engineer. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it, I kind of hate it, but it's one of the few careers where I don't have to wash my hair. Um, the fact that I work with all dudes, I mean, like, what are they going to say? You're dirty? Oh, really, Joe? Am I dirty? Time to talk to HR. Um, but no, it's, it's good, right? It's good to have some diversity in the tech world. It gets accused a lot of making apps to try to replace their mothers. Um, so I think I'd like to make an app to replace my mother. Um, it would ask me things like, do you really need to have seconds? And every time I upload a picture, wouldn't some makeup be nice? You're not going to meet a nice man with that hair. Um, but I actually have met a nice man recently. Um, and I'm a little conflicted talking about this. Because um, I kind of feel like love is kind of like taking a great shit. In that it may feel really good. And you may even be proud of it, but there's an age after which you should really stop sharing that with people. <laughs> they just don't care. Um, but if you don't mind indulging me, uh, met this dude recently, and he is the biggest fucking nerd I've ever met in real life. He is like an 80s movie archetype come to life. Um, he has texted me unironically, okie dokie. <laughs> The biggest hurdle in our relationship so far has come about when he realized I like neither Star Trek nor board games. Oof, that was a doozy, you guys. He has called me Milady twice to my face. And I called him on it, and he said, yeah, I know. It's terrible how those people with fedoras have ruined that word for us. Oh my fucking god, get inside me, right? I'm so fucking about it, you guys. I never thought that seeing a sext with the correct use of a hyphen and a compound modifier would get me wet, but here we fucking are. I am so about it. It doesn't hurt that this like archetypical 80s uh, nerd is inside the body of a bully. That really helps. Um, also the fact that his dick game is capital and he goes down like a pig at the trough. Um, <laughs> You gotta be careful though, because I've definitely made the mistake before of thinking someone was a good person when they just really like to eat pussy. Um, but I've learned my lesson, jury's still out on that. Um, it definitely doesn't work the other way though. Just because someone is a nice person does not mean that their cunnilingus will be anything worth spending time on. Um, like I, I love feminism, 
But I have to say the worst oral sex jobs I ever received were in the name of feminism. Um, but yeah, so I, uh, so at this point, the question really is like, how can I fuck this up? So number one, which weird for me, he's older than me. I usually date younger men because I can. Um, but I have found there's some benefits to dating older men. You uh, can learn a lot about someone during the refractory periods. Uh, you get that joke when you're older. Um, he also, like, our relationship was founded on a lie, and I'm a little worried about that coming out at some point. Uh, so we waited until the fourth date to bang, uh, which means that he thinks that I'm a lady when really I was just battling a particularly nasty case of bacterial vaginosis. Um, but the thing that's most worried about is I feel really safe around him, which makes me think that maybe he's trying to make me let down my guard so he can murder me. Um, and I've asked him about this, and his response didn't exactly allay all my fears. He said, uh, not intentionally, but I can't promise manslaughter. But now I feel like he's trolling me because his compliments have gotten just a little off. Uh, last week he told me I had a nice skull shape. And yesterday he told me he liked my face skin. Uh, so I, I definitely think I'm going to get murdered. All right, thank you guys. Attracting serial killers with multiple patterns. Yes. Very funny set. Loved it very much. Uh, just to let you guys know, I don't know who's taken. I, I'm marking it off on a list because I'm anal. So these comedians have to pick up flyers off the desk. Ashton Tate, Allison Hooker, Francesca Fiantorni, Nathan Williams, Gene Feld, Salmazaki, and David Roth have to pick up flyers. They're over there on that table. You have to distribute them. That's what you agreed to do. Remember when you wrote agreed on the internet today? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm such a bitch, but I only have only... You can put them all in one place. You can go to a coffee shop and you can drop them all off in one place. That's fine with me. All right, your next comedian, because they disappear from the brainwash all the time and I can't go there every day. Do you know what I mean? But I'm sure you go to other places. People go other places, right? The Mutiny Radio and the Brainwash. Those are the only two places I get to, which is why I need you to pass out the flyers, because I only go to two places in my entire life. Your next comedian, I know he goes other places. I know it, because he has a girlfriend, and I think he has a car. I don't know. He's also very funny. Put your hands together for Ashton Tate. That's right, I've got a car. It's pretty cool. I'm going to get these out the way so you guys can see me. Um, now you can't see me. That's fine. Just uh, pretend. Um, that's cool. Your turn's over. Um, we'll keep going. I was at uh, Chuck E. Cheese with my niece recently, and there was a, a 72 score for the restaurant cleanliness, and she was wondering how that happened. And I was like, probably because the band leader is a giant rat. You know, only got his cheese pizza. Let's mix it up a notch. Um, you know, Chuck E. Cheese, they really haven't changed their songs. I don't know if you guys have noticed that. Every time they have an under new management sign, songs still say the same. It's pretty ridiculous. They need to get, like, Wyclef. I don't know. I don't really know many good producers myself. Um, heard this thing recently that supposedly uh, you can tell how good a girl is in bed based on how long she can ride a mechanical bull. Um, I think a good way of telling how creepy a guy is is how long he watches someone ride a mechanical bull. <laughs> Two songs of country, that's my max. And then I'm out. Uh, I get uh, self-conscious 
sometimes who cares? I I was in the uh I was in the bathroom and uh, sometimes I use like toilet paper and I think, man, I'm using a tree. Like, what would he think if I if he? It's just it, I almost come to tears sometimes. Hence the tissue, the toilet paper, which is helpful for that. And and I just start to think like, you know, what if this tree? What if I just didn't use toilet paper at all? That'd be pretty. The trees would like that. And then I'd just be going to the bathroom on trees. So that's it's probably not a good thing. It's a good reason we have toilet paper. Um, Sometimes I think about who I'd rather have a beer with, president-wise, a Democrat or a, or a Republican. Uh, usually go with a Democrat because they'd make someone else pay for the beer. It'd be pretty cool. Like that guy over there, he doesn't need it. He's he doesn't need two. So you have it. So how, how I like it. So I like my beers. Um, now I was reading this uh, Men's Health magazine that uh, guys. Guys have a tendency. Guys get stereotyped looking at uh, women up and down. Um, but as a man, I can tell you that I do it, and I think most other men do it to other straight men. Because like, if you see a guy who's built up top, we check out his legs to see what he's working with. Because if he's not, if he doesn't, if the legs don't match the top, then uh, he's not. He's not doing it. No spray tan can fix that. That's what I say. And then I uh, trip him because he's he's weak at the knees. Um, I think that uh, like I like a lot of stuff. You know, so I uh, my 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 dad used to give me a lot of messages when I was a kid. I'm not really like I didn't really notice them at the time until now. But um, I remember like my dad would take me out in the garage and he'd teach me how to fix his car. And at the time, I just thought that was like about fixing cars in the garage. But now I'm realizing he was teaching me how to avoid my mom. <laughs> you know, and then he told me like you should always, if you get a family, you should have a big yard. That was, that was what he told me. And then so I called him to ask him if that was still true. And my mom said, yeah, he's out, he's out mowing the lawn. So maybe that's true. Um think uh I think um I think it'd be pretty cool. I think uh there should be I think there should do you guys um <laughs> do you guys think there's like mail order husbands who make sure mail order wives get to the airport on time? Is that a thing? It's just a thought. Alright, I like to end on uh I like to end on that. We'll give you we'll give you guys an okay sign. Have a great weekend. Goodbye. <laughs> Your flyers? Did you grab your flyers? Can you grab them? I don't know. Okay, good. Thank God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so anal. I'm just making a list and now I'm checking people off of it because those are the people that get Christmas gifts. I'm kidding. I'm not giving you anything because I have no money. I might make you. Years ago, I made something called coal, which was um, I made popcorn and then I chocolate covered it and I put delicious things in it and I put it in little bags with XXX on it and I called it coal and it was delicious and I could make it for, you know, 50 people like comedians which I did, because there's too many of you, and you can't buy gifts for everybody, even if you work at Ethan Allen. Do you know what I mean? 
All right. I don't know if your next comedian, anybody who works in an office understands the dilemma of feeling like you have to get gifts for 20 assholes that you don't give a shit about. I don't know what your next comedian does for a living, but I'm sure it's something cool because she dresses really cute and she has good jokes and I'm sure she makes actual money because I think she lives in the city. I'm making everything up. I think she, has, she, she works for the CIA. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Francesca Fiorentini. Hi. Uh, I work at AJ Plus. It's an online news channel. You might have heard of it. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of internet famous, so people always ask me, how come you're not in the kitchen making me a sandwich, you liberal bitch? I'd still do you, though. Ghostbusters sucked. <laughs> I never know how to respond. I just feel blessed. Uh, how are you guys? Yay, we're here. Yeah, woo! Yay, we made it. Uh, I realize San Francisco is a place where you're less likely to be pregnant with a baby and more likely to be pregnant with a burrito. There's something there. Um, I named mine after his daddy, Takaria Cancun. Uh, so cute. Um, okay, let's just talk elections because that's what we came to do, right? Yeah, that's what everyone's been doing. That's what we'll do some more of, um, which is... Uh, that basically it's just done, right? You know, it's just done. It's two options. It's either you're with her or you're with Fuhrer. And, uh, and uh, yeah, or you're with Jill Stein, which I think is actually the slogan of Jill Stein. Jill Stein, I'm scared. Like that's how Jill, Sli Jill Stein's slogan just ends with I'm scared. Uh, and yeah, but have you guys ever talked to any Trump supporters? Yeah, right, yes, no, it, it's hard because when you talk to them, they all, or if you wanna talk to them, they always say the same thing. They're always like, no, no, no. You don't wanna know what I think. <laughs> Which is code for, I know I'm racist. <laughs> Just, and it's, they always say the same thing, always. And um, I, find that, you know, the Republicans are just getting what they deserve, really. This is what, this is what they built. They built it, he came, okay, y'all? Like this, they're just getting what they deserve. Trump grew, he was spawned off of Republicans. He was spawned, he's like the fungi that grew off of the swampy underwear that Ted Cruz wore while he filibustered Obamacare, just make America great again. That's, that's where Trump was born. Uh, that's his born story. And, um, and it's kind of crazy to watch the Republican Party die, right? You're just watching them die. It kind of, it's like how you feel when you watch a cockroach die. It's like, it's so rare, right? And you, and you got a relish in it. And you're, <laughs> you're searching your soul. You're searching like, do I feel bad? Where do I? And you, you don't, you don't. And then it's, oh, vote your conscience. <laughs> you guys have never killed a cockroach, clearly. <laughs> I have, it's amazing. I had a fight club moment with a cockroach once. It was, shit was real. Anyway, uh, I can't get wet for Hillary Clinton. Uh, I just can't. She's, she's too robotic. She, uh, I don't trust her. Uh, she's, she's just, she's like, she's automated. I feel like she just says what she wants to say and hears, she just hears what she wants to hear and says what she wants to say. 
She's like Siri. Pretty much, right? Hillary, look up DNC leaks. Okay, searching teensy creeks. <laughs> Hillary, that's not even a thing. Damn it, it's not a thing. Hillary, listen, okay? I just, I don't trust you on free trade, on foreign policy, on fracking, and Katy Perry loves you, which just compounds everything, honestly. Let's be real here. I think you said, I'm with her. <laughs> Maybe. All right, guys, that'll get better. Uh, thank you for listening. Bye. Francesca Fiorentini, yeah. I'm voting for Katy Perry. She's on the, she's on the list this year, right? Is that what she's a soup? She's a firework. Uh, something's going to... She's gonna explode, that maybe that would be a thing, like if maybe Katy Perry would explode, like Trump would explode her, and then some, I don't know, she's fire. Anyway, I have no idea what's happening. I drink too much alcohol. Your next comedian can't find a date, which nobody can seem to understand. We're trying to make him, we're trying to get the 2,000 people that listen online to call in and say that Ladies, they love our next comedian. Hashtag, I love Jeff Dean. Everybody put your hands together, Jeff Dean! Um, I was at work today, we were talking about the Olympics, and my boss walked in, and he was like, oh, I love swimming, I swam in high school, and he said, Jeff, you look like you swam in high school, and I didn't, don't know if he was talking about how white I was, or my figure, but I felt uncomfortable, and pretty honored as well. Um, I went, anybody go to Outside Lands? Yeah, Outside Lands, I went to Outside Lands, um, I only do drugs when I go to music festivals. And one of the days this year, I thought, you know what? I don't need to do drugs to have fun. I, don't, I can dance on a table like Julia Stiles in 10 Things I Hate About You without drugs, you know? Um, and it was a really interesting experiment because I found out I don't like music festivals, <laughs> but I love drugs. They can make something I don't like great. Um, like, the music sounded terrible, and you, it always sounds terrible, I realized. If the music does sound good, everyone goes, oh my god, it sounded just like an album. Like, their album, you know? <laughs> like, why are we here then? I wonder if the uh, artists ever get really nervous. Like, there's 80,000 people here, and, and then uh, the organizers are like, oh, don't worry, it's fine. Everyone is completely fucked up and 13 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, I wonder, like, maybe I should do drugs and do something I really like, like pop a molly and watch Girls on HBO with Lena Dunham. <laughs> you know, that'd be great. Uh, I, was <laughs> I was on my way back from uh, Outside Lands, and a girl riding a scooter got hit by a car and slid, like, 20 feet, and I was the first one to, like, come and help her. And I was like, oh my God, this is my chance. You're going to be a hero, Jeff. Uh, and when I got there, I was like, are you okay? And she's just sitting there. She seemed, I was panicking more than she was. I was like, do I need to call 911? And she said, I, I don't know yet. So I was like, so you're just fine then? And she was like, well, I got hit by a car. <laughs> and then, like, she's just sitting there, like, upset about her scooter. And I'm just like, where are the adults? <laughs> You know? I don't know how to deal with this situation. Is anybody's mom here? 
Finally, this old Jewish woman came down and she was like, oh, honey, we're going to call 911. We need to be sure. And I, uh, I, I realized I'm not very good at doing Jewish accents. Um, <laughs> really bad. Um, my parents are pretty active on Facebook. They've been on Facebook, but they're really active now. And I have mixed feelings. Uh, I don't have to call them as much. I just comment on stuff. And I can maybe call them next week, which is nice. Uh, I also told them I do stand-up comedy, so whenever they see I'm booked on a show on Facebook, they're just like, oh my God, Jeff, I'm so happy for you. And then, yeah, it's pretty embarrassing. I just, you just got to say thanks, Dad, you know? And then Cole likes that. <laughs> that didn't work out as well as I was expecting, no. <laughs> um... I also am able to solve a lot of problems using the internet for my mom. Uh, she still doesn't understand how to use Google. She doesn't know which words to plug into Google, and I'm good at that. Like the other day, but sometimes she, she finds things that are ungoogleable. Like I can't solve these problems. Like the other day, she was like, who's that black guy who says all those funny stuff, that funny stuff, you know? He talks about politics all the time, and I was like, Trevor Noah from The Daily Show? And she's like, no, he's not a comedian. <laughs> and I was like, okay, is it uh, Al Sharpton? Like, no, he's not on the news or anything. So all we know is that he's black and on the internet, which is a given when you're on Google. I mean, everything's on the internet, I hope. Um, but So I have that horrible feeling when like something's on the tip of your tongue, but you can't figure it out. And then luckily, he showed up on TV. It was Barack Obama. <laughs> My mom's losing it a little bit. Um, I've been trying to talk to girls without using apps lately. And when I talk to girls, uh, I usually get like, oh, I have a boyfriend, you know? Um, and I thought a lot of girls have boyfriends. And then I thought, maybe they're just saying that to spare me. You know, that's sweet of them. I, I respect that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you use the boyfriend out? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the other day, I was, uh, I was at a happy hour after work. and Oh, did you do the thing? Oh, I did not. I'm sorry. when you were talking about your father so I don't think you heard because you were so deep in the shame spiral your next comedian is another funny guy he's gonna come up and make you laugh put your hands together for Nathan Williams oh what's up man fuck I'm fucking nervous I haven't done this in a couple of years but uh I, I, I go to 12-step to meetings, obviously. You can look at me, it's pretty fucking obvious. Um, <laughs> I, I really get pissed off when I hear people talk about having, like, I don't have any regrets, you know? Blacked out a few times or whatever. I'm like, that's sweet, you know? I, 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 I can sort of not dig that. I did a lot of meth. I fucking remember everything. There's no blackouts here, man. You know, it's like uh, people who say they don't have regrets have uh, clearly not spent night after night in sex offender hotels on, on, on uh, 6th Street. I, they let me in on a whim. I, I guess I passed somehow. I, I slipped in the doors. 
People who haven't had regrets haven't found themselves uh, listening to the, the B-side, Abbey Road by the Beatles, up three days on speed. That's fucking sobering, folks, and uh, humbling is not the word. <laughs> and uh, folks who uh, haven't had any regrets really don't understand what it's like to dig in trash cans of said sex offender hotel up on the third day and found what's otherwise known, if you listen to Joe Rogan's show, uh, The Flesh Flashlight, I believe, The Pocket Pussy, right? Folks heard? Yeah, okay, somebody knows that thing is. Back in 1993, what these things were is they actually, if you can imagine, uh, ever seen the color of wet fucking cement? It's a square about yay big, and it has a vagina right in the middle. It's a color of wet, it's like fucking a Rubik's Cube. Fucking, and I, no condom. I don't have any regrets. <laughs> I don't have any fucking regrets at all, man. None. No fucking regrets. 46 years old and I'm a fucking dishwasher. You know, but where I come from, that's a fucking step up, man. You know, what I used to do for a living, cross between carny and drug dealer, doesn't matter. Use your imagination. I don't give a shit, you know? <laughs> Uh, anyway, I, I've tried the dating thing. I, I, hit, I was a, a, a winner. I, I got a girl on Craigslist back in the days when Craigslist worked. Pretty awesome. She still stalks me. It's fucking awesome. Thank God she still drinks a lot. Thank God. It's good for fucking alcohol. I, I go to uh, AA meetings, and I should go to Al-Anon because of her. According to her, I should also go to Hoarders Anonymous. Um, uh, forget it. I, I don't remember the rest of that joke. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> But anyway, um, fucking, um, I also spent some time after thinking like, I've had this girl for a while, I, I can move on and go to OkCupid, which is okay, stupid for people like me that are too old to use it, and Tinder and whatnot, and Tinder was fucking depressing, man. I just, I would swipe right, no exaggeration, for hours, just walking down the street saying, if I do 500 of them, someone's got to, no, nothing, 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 not guys like my age got zero of that shit. So you, the rage fucking builds as you get older and you realize it's fucking, it really is fucking over when you sit at a certain age in a certain income lack of bracket and you wonder, is there a place where you can go where there's just a fucking bunch of guys really fucking pissed off and you realize that Cannibal Corpse was last night and you fucking missed it, you asshole. Had your fucking chance. <laughs> Had your chance to be pissed off. Thank you very much. Nathan Williams. Oh, if only we'd postponed your set for 45 minutes when Jonathan got here. He was at that concert. It was like all day. It was from like two in the afternoon. To, oh, you were at the Cannibal Corpse thing. Yeah, he came back with all these weird clothes. And I'm like, you know that the back of your shirt is talking about people's souls, right? He's like, there's a back to my shirt? I thought there was just something on the front. It's like, no, no, no. You're condemning everyone to hell on the back. That's fine. I know you used to be a Christian. I hate God, too. Your next comedian, he runs something called Film Drunk. If I get drunk enough, I can't remember the existence of a god. Uh, he's a good guy, and he's a very funny man. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Vince Mancini! All right, that was the existential portion of the set. If you guys are wondering what you're looking at here, uh, this is sort of what happens when you're not quite dumb enough to be a meathead, and you're not quite smart enough to be an intellectual. You just get a dude. Sometimes I think to myself, dude, I wonder when Eve 6 is getting back together. <laughs> Being a dude, it's sort of like a subset of bros where you still like broy things, but you're cursed with the knowledge of how bad they are. You just have to live with it. 
So I have a lot of bro friends. Like people say, oh, you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family. Who the fuck got to choose their friends? I didn't get to choose my friends. You think people are talking feminist theory with this? No. People want to bro down with me. It's my curse. I've basically become the, like the Jane Goodall of bros. You know? Sort of live with them, study them. Sometimes they invite me to participate in the rituals. I'm trying to enunciate, but I've had four beers now. Uh, it's kind of hard. You guys ever had anybody invite you to a CrossFit class? That's the thing that bros like to do. You go into a big fucking warehouse and there's just people doing push-ups and squats in there and then there's there's like 10 dudes they're all wearing a matching t-shirt that says quadzilla on it it's like someone took the workout from rocky 4 and tried to turn it into a bachelorette party that's what crossfit's like it's really weird like someone's someone's drinking coconut water from a dick-shaped squirt gun <laughs> it's weird is what i'm saying um I, had, I got a girlfriend recently um, trying, to, trying to learn how to do the dirty talk. I'm not earnest enough to do dirty talk. You got to be real earnest. Plus, I'm kind of vanilla. Like, my idea of dirty talk before was not apologizing after I come. <laughs> uh, sorry. Sorry. That's my dirty talk. I'm not sorry. It's just hard to be earnest when you're dirty talking. Like sometimes I like to, when I'm going down on her, I like to snort like a pig and go, Piggy wants truffles. <laughs> Turns out she doesn't like having her vagina compared to a fungus, but it makes sense. Sometimes we argue like she doesn't think me squeezing her boob should make the sound of a car horn. I, dis I disagree. <laughs> I knew it was time to sort of settle down when I started, uh, I started getting loyalty rewards from the dating apps that I was on. You guys ever got one of those where you get like a badge for being the thirstiest? It's pretty, what the fuck is going on out there? Trimming their hedges. Oh, they're trimming their hedges? Oh, geez. I don't know where that joke was going. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you guys probably forgot the setup now. I'll just go to politics. What's up with, what's, oh, it's the punctual clown. Um, <laughs> We, uh, we talked about how Donald Trump was kind of like Hitler. Do Donald Trump being like Hitler kind of makes me wonder if 1930s Germany had a Ted Cruz who was even <laughs> shittier than Hitler. Like if you go back through history, does like every Hitler have another guy whose ideas were just as bad, but he was also like physically repulsive <laughs> and, and completely uncharismatic. Everybody's got a Ted Cruz. All right, you guys, I'm Vince Mancini. Thanks a lot. No, he's political and I don't mind it. Maybe it's his broiness. I just I just like to take it from a dude. You know what I'm saying? Uh, your next comedian originally comes from Russia. Who knows? I, I didn't even know who Putin was until this year. You know what I mean? Like I was like, what does it even mean? There's all these Russian names and shit. Uh, but he's a funny guy and I'm glad that he's here. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Gene Feld. Thank you so much, Pam. It's good to be back. And, and I'm glad that I could contribute and teach you some Russian names. I'll make a list maybe for next time. Um, speaking of Putin, I realized that I really like propaganda. Like, 
it's not that I like it. I just admire the craft. Like, that's the thing. Like, like can you tell that I work at a tech startup where it's not my soul still showing? I don't know. Um, like, and propaganda is really simple, right? It's essentially you tell people what is it that you want them to either believe or do or think, and you have to give them a compelling reason, right? Like, for example, make America great again. Like, why? Well, you know, the world is way too stable, it's getting boring, and, uh, you know, it's too many Mexicans. Uh, right? But this is, like, this is like kindergarten shit, right? Like, if you want to get, like, the true, you know, like, the mastery of propaganda, you got to go to religion. Um, you know, the Jewish religion, I think if it were being codified today, it would be called the art of the deal. Because basically... Well, because like, what's the, right, like we understand that there's a book and you gotta do what it says, right? But the question is why? And the answer is that, you know, there we were uh, building tourist attractions in Egypt and it was like really hot. And then, you know, the sky opened up and God went like, hey, Hebrews. And we're like, what's up? And he's like, well, you know, it's kind of cool that you kept up that circumcision trick I taught you a while back, so here's what I can do for you now. Um, I can get you out of the shithole, put you up at a nice property by the Mediterranean, and, uh, and the catch is you now become Jews. That's, that, that's basically what's, what's going to happen, right? So it's like... Right, so the basis is, you know, you have to do the stuff in the book because we made a deal, so if you don't, then whatever. You gotta, you gotta keep up on the deal, right? And then uh, Christianity, right, again, like, but the same token kind of, uh, you know, Jesus took one for the team, so how dare you be such a prick, right? And like, and since Jesus was Jewish, obviously he used guilt as, as the reason to do his stuff. Um, but what I like about all of that the most is how the New Testament, like, the rhetoric that they used to get out of doing, like, the hard stuff, like, you know, not driving cars on Saturday and, like, not eating pork, like, all of that. Now, let's see if we get through it. Um, I check this out. Uh, basically, he became hungry and wanted to eat. And while it was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw the heaven opened and something like a large sheet coming down, being lowered to the ground. So this is basically, in the Bible, it's the recounting of the vision that St. Peter had where God like offered him foods that weren't thought of as kosher and told him that like it's okay. Um, you know, that's what it says, but I think what really happened is, you know, Peter showed up one day to the, you know, the apostles meeting or whatever, uh, and he goes, yo guys, I got like super baked last night, and then I was walking down the street, and I ate this mushroom, and then like, you know, heaven opened up, and uh, Jesus came down, and he's like, here, try this. I'm like, what is it? It's like, it's bacon. I'm like, isn't that pork? It's like, don't be such a Jew. My dad says it's cool now. And, uh, and I tried it, and it was fucking heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you guys very much. Only those with real lives are just Gene Bell, ignoring the free
precepts of our forefathers and eating pork. I just think that it was all uh, out of context, and they were just talking about pussy. It's a bunch of Jews being afraid to eat the pussy. They're talking about women as pigs. You're not supposed to eat the pussy. I think it was all just a huge misogynist construct from the Jews. Your next comedian is a funny lady, and she had an amazing set last Friday at Pam Tassis Comedy Clubhouse. You're going to love her right now. Put your hands together. It's Salma Zaki. I can't fight. This is, okay, this one works. Cool. What's up? Um, hey, hey. Uh, I watched that movie Yes Man starring Jim Carrey. Have, are you guys familiar? You guys are? Well, I'll still explain it. Uh, <laughs> basically, so Jim Carrey says yes to every opportunity and great things happen and pan out for him. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do that. I'm going to say yes to everything. And so far, I have lost $300. <laughs> it is great. Um, yeah, that's, uh, don't play that. I made the mistake of playing it, this game on 6th Street, you guys. <laughs> yeah, 6th no, Street is like a lot of homeless people, you know, and I was like, you know what, I'll be like selfless and I'll like give change away. Um, and so I was like, I did it and then a homeless man just yelled at me. He's like, hey, do you have a dick? I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, can I lick it? I was like, damn it. Yeah. So that's how I got my dick sucked by a homeless man. <laughs> that's the punchline, guys. <laughs> <Just> laugh. <laughs> um, still working on it. Uh, cool. I don't know if you guys heard about this. I read an article about um, Sony is developing contact lenses that can record and play back video. And I was like, huh, this is a great investment for a pervert on the go. <laughs> um, it's just a great thing. Also, if it rains, you die. <laughs> so let's just give those out. <laughs> Every pedophile and rapist and you know what, it's fine. I don't even trust Apple though to have my fingerprint, you know? Like, I'm not giving my fingerprint away. What, so you can clone me? Okay, so you can <laughs> create a new race. Okay, cool. Like, no, thank you. Um, <laughs> I do feel like my clone would just, like, harass me, though, personally. Like, like everyone else's clone would, like, make a new, like, whatever thing. <laughs> and my clone, my clone would be like, quick comedy. <laughs> <laughs> So that's just, <laughs> I think that, that's just like relatable to just comics, but I'm glad you guys. Um, I, uh, I've been playing with the Ouija board a lot. The Ouija, I'm just trying to find love, guys. Like, I feel like that's the best way, you know? It's like a mystery. You don't know what you're getting yourself into. I was actually talking with a spirit. I was talking with a spirit because I was like, you know what? I'm not looking for anything serious, you know? And then after a while, this spirit kind of stopped talking to me, just like blatantly just stopped. And I was like, wow, did I just get ghosted <laughs> by a ghost? <laughs> like, cool. Um, if you guys don't know what ghosted means, I feel like you guys are hip, but I'm gonna explain it, like, cause I don't know if that's like a universal. Basically ghosted is like, <laughs> It's when, okay, so it's like, let's say you're, you're dating a guy, okay? 
and you like this guy, this guy's great, okay, you guys are talking it up. But then this guy just for some reason just stops talking to you, okay, stops hitting you up, stops texting you. So then you kind of brutally murder this guy <laughs> and his ghost then haunts you. <laughs> That's in my experience. Okay, thanks guys. things from the side. Selma, Selma, Selma. Run to the table and grab your things. You gotta grab your flyers. I'm sorry I'm so anal about it. Thank you. But you, you had a great set. She's very, very funny. Keep clapping for her. Selma Zaki. She's ghosting in a whole new way, everyone. Totally turned that on its head. We're starting a friendship rock block of people that I love so much. Uh, your next comedian is my co-host on AltaCast every Wednesday from noon to two. She holds my shit together. It makes me sound smarter. Uh, she's beautiful and amazing. Uh, and, I, and I love her to death and I love her comedy. Put your hands together, everybody, for LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth, win! Yay. Stuff, people, places, and things. Hey, look, make sure you guys take your flyers, okay? Seriously, <laughs> fuck it for real. This is a business we're trying to run here. Let's get our hustle on. This shit is free. Now, we just had your mama moment of the day. Boxes, over there. Speaking of boxes, I love having 30-something-year-old slumber parties because I like to throw them. And being someone that is 30-something, because I'm about to turn 30, blah, 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 in a couple weeks. Um, our 30-something parties are about, like, wine. And like, uh, oh my God, wine and cocaine, seriously. <laughs> no, it's weird. Cause it's just like, oh, I have this friend. Oh, you have a friend? I have this friend too. So like, let's all meet friends and then like, we'll get a bottle of wine and like, that's like $12. And we'll have a wine and cocaine party rather than go out and find some dudes that will buy us cocaine and we can just all fondle each other. And that includes mothers as well at the girl party. And slumber parties, that means uh, we have these things called, uh, you know, slumber selfies. Because, you know, when we were teenagers back in the 90s, we didn't have that luxury. So now we have, hey, you guys, let's have a photo shoot. Yeah. And by the way, we're in our 30s saying this. Yeah. Photo shoot. Okay, cool. Oh, you guys, shut up. You guys do it too. Don't have to, don't be all simple like, oh no, we don't have all, we don't have a dude party and we don't have like selfies together, man. Shit. We drink Coors Light and PBR because we're cool and we wear tight pants. Fuck off. Uh, <laughs> but um, so I had a 30 something uh, slumber party because I do that every weekend and um, it was fun. And then like some women are very like, I don't like this selfie. No, I don't like this selfie. I'm like, this is really stupid now. This kills the fun out of the party because now it's all about self. We need more drugs. It's not about the drugs because now it's all about like thyself. And I'm like, sharing is caring. And that party went downhill. So I decided to go home and leave the party and go run because that's what adults do. And then I work in the marina, so that doesn't make my shit any better. Because after having hungover, hangover, kill yourself day, uh, 
I got to have a pub, uh, nice uh, party, not, well, not that kind of party, but a uh, private party with some um, lovely tech people, and they didn't know how to tip. And I had to tell them how to tip. Thou shall not have to tell one's other child what to do when you're eating at a restaurant. Honk, honk, honk. But I did, because they didn't understand how to split it 10 ways. And I said, go down the middle. I don't know what that means. You had the falafel. You had this. You had that. And I'm like, well, did someone have some date rape here, too? I mean, would that cost anything right here? It's, it's called fucking MAF, math. <laughs> Gosh, learn how to do it. That's why I'm a bartender and a server, goddammit, M-A-F, math. Use your words. No, but um, I'm going back to Chicago for my birthday, and I hope I will live, because I will, because San Francisco is one step closer to death sometimes for me. Um, <laughs> and um, so my friend decided for our birthdays combined together, we're going to have a bromosexual party, and I said, fuck you, why? She's like, it's going to be great. And I'm like, fuck you. No, give me a reason. I work in the marina. Please give me a goddamn reason why we're going to have a bromosexual party. And she's like, well, because I know all these dudes. I'm like, I know you know a lot of the dudes, but can there be date rape? And she's like, had a long pause. And she's like, why? Because I'm like, I feel like, you know, if the shoe was on the other foot, you know, it's because of what he wore. That's why you got date rape, get it? Oh, what, too soon? Too soon? Oh, I got 9-11 jokes. Well, I'm going to end on that disturbing note. Bye. Consensual date rape with LaToya. I got it. Consensual date rape is fun. It's when you're like, no, no. And then you have to like have a note on the side. Yes, yes. Nope. No, no, no one's into date rape at all. No, it's just too it's too soon. Your next comedian has, has has never date raped anybody. I'm sure he's just too cute. I mean, I would. I mean, that's the thing is when I think of date rape, I think of what I do to passed out guys. You know, especially when they're under 24. I'm kidding. I've never raped. I've i okay when they're in the morning when their dick is hard. I think it's a free pass. Your next comedian is a young man. I promise I've never raped him. Is it getting too crazy here? I've only had one PBR. We aren't even trying to. Anyway, your next comedian is a very funny guy. Colin Holtz. Well, that is not what I, that's not who I expected. <laughs> And you're like, your next comedian, I don't think he's date raped. No, I haven't. You were. Yeah. I. Yeah, yeah, I, that's. Um, I've been dating a lot recently, on that note. I've been dating a lot, and. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. There's this one girl I've been seeing for a little while. First date we ever went on, sex. Second date, cuddling and making out. Still pretty good. Uh, third date, though, was just a kiss at the door. 
our relationship is Benjamin buttoning. <laughs> but like when I gave her a kiss at the door, a homeless man walked by and he goes, yeah, that's what I like to see. You two go have sex for me. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, that's not a homeless man. That's a homeless wingman. I can tip this guy a dollar. Like, come on, girl, we got to go do this for the homeless. Like, Excuse me, sir, do you have a tax receipt for our volunteer hours? Can I write this off? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I've been getting hit on by a lot of cougars recently, too, which is super cool and super weird because there's only a short time in life where you can say you've been getting hit on by cougars. Because, like, as you get older, they just become women. <laughs> and, and the way this one lady, she, her name was Rocket, and she had a business card and everything, and the way she introduced herself to me was she showed me a picture of her kids, and they were only a year younger than I am, and her son could clearly beat the shit out of me. Like, in order for him to have an excuse to beat me up, I would have had to have slept with his mom and at that point, I feel like I've already won, right? Like, come on, man. Even your mom calls me daddy. <laughs> All right. I don't know. I, I haven't come up with anything better than that yet because I haven't really thought too hard about it. All right. <laughs> this is true. If you want to find a picture of an actual cougar online, you have to look up mountain lion, which is going <laughs> to... It's going to make for some really weird second grade science reports. It's like from Canada to South America, it's a stalk and ambush predator. Here's a picture of Rocket. It's like all white bikini. All right. When I did this search, it was just all women, like blonde women in white bikinis. I was like, all right, come on. All right. <laughs> Uh, I, I, uh, I, I like commercials, not because sometimes they're super ridiculous. I, there's this one; it's a car commercial right now, and they they they're showcasing all of their cars. But there's like a little segment where like there's these surfers and they're untying their surfboards from the top of their car, and then you see it again flashes back and they're in their full wetsuits and they're holding their surfboards and they're just looking out at the ocean and the beach but they're on they're on top of a cliff I'm like are you just gonna jump off of the cliff into the ocean these people are fucking idiots they're like look I know it doesn't make any sense but it looks real good my okay my favorite thing to imagine is like when you see like a haircut magazine, you know, and then you see you see the guy who's doing like the he's pulling the hair over his ear like this and he's just looking off into the distance. Somebody's pointing to that picture and they're like, I want to look like that. But I like to imagine in the moment when he's taking that picture, he's just like in a haircut magazine. I don't know. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, I guess that's it. So on his He's going to be in a haircut magazine. If he ever gets a haircut, it's Colin Holt. Yay!
Go to the Eagle next Wednesday. He's in the middle of his two-year anniversary of running the open mic there. Sign-ups at 6.30, show from 6 to 8, one of my favorite open mics in the city. Go visit him. And maybe someday Steve will be back there. Uh, but, oh, I want a shot of that. So don't be shy. Uh, bring, if it's brown, I'll drink it down. Your next comedian is uh, a really stalwart fan of the Comedy College. Uh, but he likes to throw money at us, too, here at Mutiny Radio. Put your hands together, everybody. It's David Roth. Thank you so much, Pam. It's uh, I always get a Comedy College intro from you, just like the way that David Cooper always gives me a... Like Anne Frank lookalike Holocaust intro at the Purple Onion. It's been that way for like four years. Uh, every time I get up on stage, I have to like recover from a hum- uh, fucking Holocaust joke. Um, yeah, Colin's talking about commercials. Uh, I saw this really like defensive commercial for SeaWorld. I don't know if you guys have seen this. Like this woman's up on screen. She's like, at SeaWorld, we don't abuse the whales. <laughs> And then at the end, this like text comes up, and it's just like, get the facts at AskSeaWorld.com. Just like, is there really a non-biased place to get facts? Like, that's like if someone came up to me and was like, David, are you a good lover? And I'm like, uh-huh. get the facts at AskDavid.com, which actually redirects, ain't nobody fuck like David.com. Mm. That joke works really well in Oakland. Um, no, I'm not actually. Yeah, I have some shortcomings in the bedroom. Uh, I think it's because like my first ever girlfriend, uh, like she was super dominating in bed. Like in an entire year, the only sex move I learned was the luge, which was just like. <laughs> and now, uh, yeah, now my wife, she's really upset with me. Just to continue a joke I was doing last time, uh, like on Monday. Uh, but yeah, my wife, you know, like you're not crushing it in the bedroom when she buys you a book called Cockfidence. And I brought that up, and like Arjun was like, didn't believe me. He like just he was telling me outside. He just like Amazoned it. He's like, oh shit, that's like a real book. I'm like, fuck yeah, it is. So I don't know if you guys. I know that there's 5,000 listeners at home that can't see this prop comedy that I'm doing right now, but it's a real book. I'm taking notes. I got all my yeah, just different color. Yeah, I'm very studious. I went to the comedy college, and this is what you do. You just. Write up the notes. Uh, Pam, I know that my time is short, but I'm just going to get into uh, advanced clip play real quick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're most... All right. There's three basic moves. Uh, just Let's just talk about the taco real quick. <laughs> By the way, women, do you guys want to know what the Mons is? You don't? Yes. You do? Oh, yeah, you do? What is it? This is the. You got. This is really not for the radio crowd. The Mons is. This is way up here. This is the Mons. It's above the clitoral hood and the outer lips. I know it's kind of like vaginal geography. Uh, but back to. I don't know what I'm doing up here, Pam. But I'm just gonna read advanced clit play real quick. The taco, right? Yeah. Vince wants to know uh, if her clit is large enough, America. You can squeeze her outer lips so that they snugly surround the clit. This makes the clip pop out a little bit so that you can brush across it lightly with your fingers, stroking from the vaginal up to the mons, side to side or in circles. The last one, I'll get off the stage. I know this isn't comedy anymore. Uh, <laughs> but this is, you know what? I've done so much comedy that, can I move on to party time? <laughs> party time. This, I feel like the people listening to this show really need education more than they need jokes at this point. 
<laughs> for many women, the two o'clock point or the 10 o'clock point on the click can be very pleasurable due to the ad additional nerve bundling in those locations. Can I get an amen from the crowd? No, there's, there's just a bunch of sad dudes here. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, two and 10, you like it? Yeah, drive that, drive that, Vag. Um, you might consider introducing a vibrator into your relationship, especially if she needs an extended amount of stimulation. Lots of pressure or very quick motions. We love the Hitachi magic wand. <laughs> what the fuck? This is like a, they sold ads in this place. Uh, we love that because of the deep penetrating vibrations, but it's also very strong. Try using a washcloth between her vulva and the vibrator when you try it and make sure she's very warmed up. All right, guys, that was an experimental set. Thank you so much. I've been David. David Roth teaching us confidence here at MutinyRadio.fm. I definitely learned something today about where my clitoris is, because as everyone else, I couldn't find it either. I've had no idea. I'm kidding. I know where my fucking clitoris is. Um, I think that your next comedian, he's so young, he's probably seen the porn version of confidence. Uh, put your hands together for Connor Doherty. What the fuck? That's bullshit. Oh. I, I was like, I don't know. I was expecting you to intro me with my car. <laughs> Which passed emissions today. Woo! Oh, fuck. I've been drinking vodka out of a plastic bottle. <laughs> I'm not a drinker, man, but I'm not smoking weed right now, and Poji's a bad influence on me. Oh, fuck. Uh, I wrote a new joke. What was it? Oh, no, it's not a joke. This <laughs> It's an observation. This has definitely been observed before, but I was watching Olympic basketball today, the United States versus Serbia, and I feel like... If someone didn't know how it worked, I feel like international team sports could be mistaken for proxy race wars. It was like, because you know, the United States team is like all black dudes and Serbian team is all white dudes. I don't know. Yeah. I don't actually, I didn't see the end of the game. That's it. Dude, this team is like, they're struggling, man. It's also funny because like all the teams that are like all white dudes except for like one black dude, the black dude like Australia has Patty Mills and he's like far and away their best player. He put up like 30 points against the United States. Anyway, you guys don't. International basketball is kind of bullshit anyway. <laughs> Let's not kid ourselves. Uh, I'm just going to talk about my car because <laughs> <laughs> it's not leaking coolant anymore. We're, uh, me and another comic named Ethan Albers, who a lot of you know, were fixing it the other day. He, so we were like four blocks away from my apartment, which is around here, which is relative calm compared to, he's like, we should go to Brainwash. Neither of us did a set, but we were just fixing my car on 7th Street. Speak <laughs> Colin gets it. Speaking of drinking out of plastic vodka bottles, this guy came up to us and just like put his hands down on the car and starts talking to us like he's running shit all of a sudden. And so e we had dropped two of the screws into the engine. Ethan's trying to get them out. And I fucking love Ethan, but he's got a bit of a temper. And the guy comes up to us and he's like, he won't let us talk. He's like, shh, shh, 
I was in the military. I speak three languages. I was an echolocation engineer. And it's like, this is why you don't work on your car on 7th Street. But he... He's like, and so Ethan's trying to, it's a high stress situation. My car is not functional at this point. And Ethan goes, I will stab you with my knife. He didn't have a knife. The guy <laughs> did not like it. <laughs> he like kept making these loops back. Uh, he showed us the yin yang tattoo on his chest. But the, the segue there was the plastic vodka bottle, which for some, he had refilled with some brown liquor, which is better. But he... He's uh, So Ethan says, I will stab you with my knife. And the guy backs up a minute and starts lifting up his shirt to show us something tucked into his waistband. And I'm like, this is how I die on 7th Street while, uh, you know, trying to fix my car. And this random drunk guy is going to pull out his gun and shoot me. And it was just a bottle of vodka refilled with brown liquor. Um, but, yeah. I'm still alive. Yay! My car is seaworthy again. I don't know who you are, but I follow you on Twitter. <laughs> and yeah, I should just go back to weed. Alcohol <laughs> vodka is not the right uh, thing for me. Bye. Connor Doherty is still alive. Yay! And then yay! Yeah. Uh, I was there. I made fun of him as we walked by on 7th Street and uh, Ethan had his crack coming out of the back of front of Connor's car and there was weird steam and I was like, this is this does not look good for anybody. It, uh, it worked. His car works. Uh, Ethan Albers is also an alchemist or a magician from another land who came through a portal of time. Don't let him touch your car. Your next Don't comedian... I know he fixed it, but he used magic to fix your car, okay? I don't think that's safe. It's going to work for like three weeks, and then then we'll see. No, I believe. I believe in Ethan Albers. If, everybody clap your hands if you believe in Ethan Albers. I believe! I believe! His fairy wings still live! Your next comedian, uh, she has like butterfly wings. I can't believe she actually does comedy. She's so pretty and just such a lovely person. I'm like, why would you do this? Why would you come here twice a week for this, you weirdo? But she's great. You're going to love her jokes. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Madison D. When it comes to car repair, I would probably take magic over like mechanical knowledge, if I'm being honest. Which is better that way. Um... So, not all men have tampons in their bathrooms, but I think that's a really big problem. Um, and, like, hear me out, okay? Like, have you ever unexpectedly had, like, a really runny poop, and then you go for the toilet paper and there's not quite enough, and then you look under the sink and there's nothing? Imagine that, but, like, things continue to come out of you and you can't do anything about it. Isn't that gross? <laughs> but so um, you should get tampons. And I really think that this applies to everyone, like not just if you're trying to sleep with women. Like you could be like an agrophobic, asexual orphan, you know, like you don't have a mom or a sister who's gonna come over, but you don't know what could happen. Like there could be like a young girl on the run from corrupt cops and she's <laughs> gonna get her period for the first time while hiding out in your apartment and you're agrophobic so you can't go and get tampons. <laughs> so it's terrible. So anyways, uh, get tampons and plus added bonus, you're gonna look like a feminist and let's be real, at least half of you are just doing that to get laid and this will help. <laughs> 
I like my jokes and that's the only thing that matters. Um, so fun fact, Monet, um, his art got like more and more beautiful as time went on, but really he, his eyes were just getting worse. Like legitimately he was short sighted and that's how he saw the world. Um, (laughs) and it's kind of sad that now we have glasses so we can like never have something accidentally develop like that. Unless you count like Parkinson's cause you know, it could get like shakier and shakier. So that one's kind of fucked up, but I feel like I can say it right now because I shake all the time. My doctor like changed my antidepressants and I'm just like constantly shaking and it's really embarrassing. Mostly when eating, like because my like fork shakes and I just feel like people are staring at me. Um, They gave me these pills that can kind of counteract it, but then um, if I drink alcohol, I pass out. And like I have enough problems without roofing myself. (laughs) Like let's be real. Um, so I was thinking about this and with the whole connections thing on Tinder, on dating apps in general, like they hook you up with people who have friends of friends or whatever, you could be personally responsible for your ex getting laid. Like they would only have matched with that person because of you. (laughs) How does that feel? It's like the best argument I've ever heard for defriending people. (laughs) Um, hmm. Oh, I started with some poop, so I'll end with that. There's this like, you know, running thing that like girls don't poop or like hot girls don't poop and it's like supposed to be like a sign of how hot they are, but I don't I don't get it cuz like that's disgusting. Like if they're not pooping, like where is it going? It's just filling up in their body. Like if someone told you they don't take your their trash out, you wouldn't be like, "Oh, I bet your house is awesome." You'd be like, "Fuck no. I never want to come over." <laughs> Thanks. on Monday that she takes second dates to shooting ranges, but she's got the shaky shakies. That sounds like a good fucking time, Madison D. Your next comedian, another funny lady, we're glad that she's back in town. Put your hands together and clap them in a wild, slappy-like motion for Nicole Kalasich. Keep clapping. Let me adjust. Uh, I, hey guys, um, I don't know that I like Jesus. I don't know that I would have followed that guy. I don't, a baker's dozen of disciples I would not have made for him. Not even a little. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the parable about him turning water into wine at a wedding party in Cana. Clap if you're familiar. I think he's kind of rude. People talk about him like he's hot shit for making that happen, but if you actually read the verse, and this makes it sound like I'm so much more religious than I ever was, uh, but if you actually read it, it goes from him going to this wedding party that his mom had to go to. It's family friends, okay? It's family friends. Mary's like, Jesus, you gotta come to this party. Jesus brings all of his disciples who are not invited to the wedding to the party uh, and then they run out of wine. <laughs> and Mary's like, hey, Jesus, you want to like do something about it? He's like, what does this have to do with me? Literally, that's basically the Bible version of what he says is, what, does, what business do I have with this? Like a fucking dick. 
And then she's like, yo, just handle this. You're embarrassing me. And that's when he turns the water jugs into wine. They were not normal jugs. They were like giant ass things. And the party, allegedly, people assume it lasted all night. But here's the second fucked up thing that happened there. Jesus turned water into wine and then did not party with people. He just left. There's no manners in that. I'm fucking Latina. That's so rude. Are you kidding me? You drink the wine, you bail on everyone like that? Are you for real right now? Unless, unless that chapter, that part of him at the party was just uh, removed. Because then my only other assumption is Jesus got wasted (laughs) off his own wine got way too hammered, gave a wedding speech about how the bride and groom don't do enough for the community and should hang out with more lepers, and like mic dropped and bailed, and people were like, probably the son of God, we shouldn't include that in there, and I think that's bullshit. That's really rude. Do you know how many dudes in San Francisco I know that look like Jesus, act holier than thou, and pull that shit? I'm not gonna follow that guy. Fuck him forever. That's not, that's not my son of God. My son of God would have turned that water into wine, partied with everybody. No, I'm sorry. My son of God would have turned that water into tequila, done the worm, and called himself Jesus because that's how Latinos do. That would have been a righteous party. I saw a, a Pray the Gay Away uh, poster card uh, this last week, and it reminded me that that's a really fucked up thing that happens in the world. <laughs> I kind of forget, I'm in a bubble here. I saw a Pray the Gateway thing, and I thought that's really funny that some Christians are so homophobic, because if you think about it, Jesus is kind of like the poster child for having two dads and a surrogate mother. <laughs> okay, thanks everyone, I've been Nicole Kalasich. Nicole Kalasich, killing it! Just like Jesus died for your sins. That was really great, Jesus material. Yay! Suits forever. Your next comedian has a last name and a first name that I'm going to do my best on. So here we go. Put your hands together, everybody, for Vivek Venegabal. Yes. You nailed it. The, the, the name is Vivek, like cake. And this is literally my first time doing this. First time ever, Mutiny Radio. So very intimidated to learn that there's between two and 5,000 people listening. I thought it would just be the five-ish people in this room. I was really excited when I was uh, number 24 on the list because I was like, that means there'll be at least 23 people in attendance. But I did not realize that people would leave. Uh, That's the thing that happens. Um, So I figured I'd introduce myself. Uh, My name is Vivek. um, And I am not a racist. And you're all waiting for the butt because that is pretty much uh, a sure sure tell sign that someone is a racist. I'm not a racist butt, and everything that comes after that is super racist, uh, unless it's something like, I'm not a racist, but I hate marathons. I, I, that's the one race I can't stand. It's a terrible race. It literally kills people. Which, if you just take that excerpt out from this bit, um, will, be, will be really bad for my potential comedy career. Um, so, so I'm not a racist, but that's, that's something that is always racist. There's other stuff that um, is, is always racist. Uh, I've never heard someone say, uh, you don't look like a, 
and then put a name after it and, and that not be a racist sentiment. Uh, no one ever, no one is ever like, you don't look like a gym to a white guy. You know, that never happens. It's, uh, so that's, that's always racist. Then, then, then there's stuff that just sounds racist but isn't. Um, they, there used to be a restaurant, used to be being the key word here, uh, there used to be a restaurant on Kearney called, it was a Korean restaurant, it was called Have a Rice Day. And I was like, I'm pretty sure, I think, I, I don't, I feel like it's racist, but I couldn't quite put my finger on why I thought it was racist, have a, have a rice day. Um, the name thing really always gets me, because like, uh, I have a, um, an interesting name, is what people say to me, that's an interesting name. Um, not where I'm from, um, where I'm from, it's pretty standard. Um, but it's, it's crazy that people are like, you don't look like a, a Jim or a, or a Mohammed, uh, because, because there's no rules to naming your kids. You can name them whatever you want. There's, I have two kids, one has a Swahili name and the other one has a German name, because fuck you guys, that's why. Like, you can name them whatever. Uh, apparently there's a rule about symbols, but other than that, um, you can name them whatever you want. Uh, so, um, my kids are four, five and two and a half-ish, somewhere around there. Uh, and it turns out that sound freaks me out because I learned how to drive in India. And uh, I always move a little to the left uh, to let them pass. Um, but my... Uh, but you have to be careful what you say to kids because they'll take you very literally. I said to my daughter, I was like, you know, you can be anything you want to be when you grow up. And she was like, okay. And I was like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And she was like, a strawberry cake. Um, and then I was like, okay, well, we can all dream. Um, but uh, I did learn how to drive in India. Uh, and, and one thing that has always flummoxed me about driving tests in, uh, in the United States, because in India the driving test is just can you just move this vehicle and now you've passed, that's your license. But here you have to take a written test. And the written test, uh, you, they, they have like 25 questions, you have to get like 19 of them right. You can get six, seven, eight, sometimes wrong. Um, so it's like, let's say it's 19 out of 25, you're allowed to get six wrong. Every single question has the same weight. So there's a question, um, you get to a four-way intersection, three cars get there at the same time, two of them are going straight, one's turning left, who goes first? And you have to say it's either car A, B, or C. And then the next question is, what does this sign mean? And it's a stop sign. I feel like those should be weighted a little bit differently. Like if you don't know what a stop sign is, just, uh, just go ahead and take a, a pass on the test. Um, I have no idea how long uh, time is, but the horn sounded. Now I know how this works. Uh, well, that's me, guys. Uh, my name is Vivek. Thanks. Vivek! Vivek! Like cake! Vivek! Then a go ball, clap up. It was his first time, you guys. Clap harder than that. Clap. Come on. Come on. Clap. Yay. Your first time ever. Hooray. You're very funny for your first time. Um, but the first minute and a half, I've heard those jokes before. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, another racist, another ra I'm sorry. It's not a joke workshop. Come on Monday for joke workshop. Yay. Six to eight. And then it'll, it'll be awesome. But you had a really great set. Congratulations. Your next comedian, I met him at uh, the Brainwash the other day. He's a nice human being. I pronounced his last name right, which was awesome. Clap your hands together. It's Jack Dolan. Hello. I'm like, we're reaching the end of this comedy muni line. I promise. I know they don't put the stations up, but I'm one of the last ones. Uh, my name's Jack Dolan. Uh, I'm going to try something here. Did, what did you guys play? on the playground in like elementary school? Did you, what, did you play like Foursquare? Four oh, perfect, <laughs> perfect. I planted you. 
in Foursquare, we played a lot of Foursquare at Stevens Elementary School. Were there special rules in Foursquare? Do you remember like the rules besides like you got to hit it into the square? Well, at Stevens Elementary School, they ran it sort of um, like it was run by bullies, I guess I would say. Uh, there are special like magic rules that the person in charge of the Foursquare court could utilize. Is this ringing any bells? No? Well, anyway, they could use like a special rule and they'd be like, kangaroo hop, and essentially they would win that square. Yeah, see? Yeah, kangaroo hop, that was a big rule. Anyway, I think Donald Trump is essentially this fourth grader running the uh, four square court. He could just like hit the ball and be like, Mexican wall. We're making America great again. Ugh. That was a bad joke. I'll work on it, though. It's got some, like, this guy knows what the kangaroo pop is. There's something there. Anyway, I was online, and I, was, I watched this video. It was the uh, Guinness World Record for a dog popping 100 balloons in world record time. I watched the whole video. Uh, it was about two minutes long. He did not do it very quickly. And at the end, the logo came up and said, Guinness World Records, officially amazing. And I thought, well, it's officially like a neat waste of my time. <laughs> like, I could have been doing anything else with those two minutes. I could have been watching like a good movie. I could be learning a different language. Instead, I watched a dog run around in circles, popping a balloon. He didn't even do it very efficiently. He would go like across the square and then back. He would get very distracted very easily. So I was also online uh, looking at porn, and I was... I wasn't looking at porn, I was getting ready to look at porn, and there was a comment on a picture of a woman. It said, um, oh my god, I wish I was that shower head. Which is a horrible thing to comment on a picture of a woman. Even in your wildest dreams, Mr. on Reddit, you're still a voyeur to this situation. If you're the shower head, you're not even, you could have wished for anything. You could have wished to be in the shower. You could, I mean, I consider myself a modern feminist, but someone who comments, oh, I wish this girl was right here so I could have sex with her right now, at least they're trying to live their dreams. At least they're not just like, oh, I wish I was like a little bit closer than I am right now. I was riding my bike home from work the other day and something really humiliating happening other than riding a, being a grown man riding a bike. Um, and I was, I ride, under the 101 through like a homeless village out of the Bayview to get home. And uh, a woman, I could feel like a woman trying to pass me. And I get passed a little bit. I have these tiny, thin legs. Uh, and I, so I moved over to let her pass. And someone came like very steadily past me at like a little bit above eye level. And I looked down and this woman was riding a goddamn electric scooter. I'm not talking about a fucking Vespa or like something like a like a mini motorcycle that that you're trying to save the environment. She was riding a scooter that was powered by like double A batteries. And she said, thank you very much. And I've never been more embarrassed in my life. Um, that's all my time. I'm probably over. Have a good rest of your night. Jack Dolan, new to our community. Clap it up wildly for him. Yay. Yay. Your next comedian has a last name that I can't read, not because it's 
well, no, because I just, I can't read her writing. But her first name is Annika, which is a really cool name, which reminds me of like, um, back in the day with the fucking uh, Pippi Longstockings, and she had a friend named Annika. Okay, cool. Uh, Annika Candy. Close enough, Annika Candy! That's like four out of six letters. It's Karoti, and I'm sorry, I know my writing's really messy, but um, hi guys, how are you doing today? Tonight, good? Good. Uh, who here has been lied to recently? Anyone? Yeah, yeah. Um, I hate it. I find it, uh, I mean, who doesn't? But I find it, um, you know, it's kind of like if I wanted to be lied to, I would put myself in a situation, essentially, where that would be guaranteed to happen. Like, I would have moved myself to a public high school in the Deep South uh, to fulfill my sex education requirement. Um, I'm all for shitty sex ed, by the way. Um, I, I think it... I'm so sorry. Uh, I, okay, the less you teach them, I feel like, uh, the more likely they are to end up on a TLC reality show that showcases men with weak pullout games. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Like 18 kids and counting, just those people who have like ridiculous amounts of kids. Uh, and it's bad of me to endorse that kind of breeding. Um, you know, because eventually it's like those dogs that keep breeding. You know, eventually you've got kids with like eyes missing and teeth coming out of their chin, and you've just got no choice but to pack them up and sell them in a box outside of Kmart. That's, that's it. Um, yeah, so I decided to make the first move on a guy recently, which I don't do too much. Uh, but I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do this. Um, and I went all in, and I. We were, we were discussing, we were talking about this one person I know. We are both of like South Asian, like Indian background. Um, and he was like, I don't think I've ever met an Indian who embraces redneck culture. And as luck would have it, I know someone. Uh, and so we were talking about this kid and about, you know, what he does. He's, he's just completely embraced, quote unquote, redneck culture. Um, and so I send him a link to this kid's media page on Twitter. And... Um, and I sent it to him over Facebook, and you know how Facebook kind of gives, it, it'll put, it'll like assign a picture to a link that you're sending. So basically what happened was uh, I ended up sending my first nude that day, except it wasn't of me, and also it was a ball sack, because the, the photo that Facebook decided to choose was a meme of some guy's genitalia that said, dude, that's nuts. <laughs> so that's, a, that's what happens when you do that, I guess. Um, Got more jokes for you guys. Yeah, so the whole dating thing isn't really popping on my end, but like I said, I'm Indian, and I hate to be that person and bring up stereotypes for the sake of a joke, but arranged marriage. It's a, it, I could have my parents set me up. I'm actually crowdfunding my dowry right now, so if everyone could, <laughs> if everyone could pull out their phones and type in gofund.me slash not an illegal child bride, donate a couple dollars, that would be awesome. I'd really appreciate it. Thank you. And I will leave you guys with this. Okay. 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 I'll leave you guys with this. Um, please. Okay. Um, I have been dead before. That is not a joke. I, when I was a kid, I was in the hospital for like right after I was born. I'm a twin, um, and I was the runt of the litter, so I had to stay in the hospital. And I came home, and my mom had just finished feeding me, and I choked, and she didn't realize at first because she was tending to my brother, and you know my back was arched, my heart stopped beating, I was completely gone. And she revived me, uh, but I was an infant. And it's, I'm very glad my mother revived me, but um, I'm kind of pissed too, because I wish it had happened at a later age so I could like go on daytime TV and exploit the shit out of that. <laughs> um, 
you know, like I, at, at this age, I could have a book deal. I could have a movie deal. I could have like a cult following. Um, and I probably wouldn't have to be on stage telling jokes to justify my self-worth. So I'm going to leave you with that. Thank you. Good night. Annika's still alive. Clap it up for that. Yay. All right. Uh, we have one last comedian who's going to perform for you guys. It's going to roll us over into the fantastic 8 to 10 show. Uh, then we're going to play a 10-minute breaker, take a break so I can smoke a motherfucking cigarette. And then we'll come back with the show, which is my parents aren't proud of me, which is absolutely true uh, for myself. Also, the following comedians will be performing. Their parents are also not proud of them. Omar Kreshi. Florentina Tanase, Greg Gettle, Katie Carnes, Gabby Pochia, Zach Wiseman, and Ethan Albers. All of us have parents who aren't proud of us. But your last comedian of the night actually lives with his dad, so I think his dad actually likes him quite a bit. Put your hands together. If he's outside, I'm going to fucking beat his ass. Steve Poggi! There was a group of strangers walking by, tried to tell them about the brilliant performances here at Mutiny Radio. Bring everyone in, have them join our little AA time together. I was late and I feel like an asshole. All right, I apologize. I'm sorry. I was out there trying to handle some business and uh, running wild. You guys look like you snuck in here, so I'm not really going to address you. I'm just going to kind of give you the shoulder. Sorry. Hang in there. Oh, boy, what to talk about. Um, there's a lot going on in the news. A lot going on. A lot of, lot of issues. <laughs> a lot of problems.